Tony Williams II. This podcast is all about the adventures that Danielle and I have as choreographers living here in New York City. We'll be sharing our experiences and all the ridiculous and hilarious truths. With that being said, let's get into today's topic. Pole dancing. So, I'm going to give you a little spoiler now. Mm -hmm. The reason why we picked up this topic is because uh, there's a studio, and I'm sure there are multiple studios, but there's one studio in particular that shared a advertisement for pole dancing classes for their younger students. And the girl on the picture, maybe she was eight years old. I would say 10 at the mm-hmm. absolute She oldest. looks very young. But we'll come to that towards the end. Let's, let's start with the, the more positive or uplifting things about it. Why um, learn it at all? That would be my question. Why, sure. why learn pole dancing at all? So I... Um, knew a girl in college we were friends in college and she grew up a ballerina she went to joffrey mm-hmm. ballet she did all that um we went to, we met in college together we went to college together and post-college she ended up becoming a teacher um an academic teacher she teaches special ed so which is amazing and um I don't really know why or how she got into Mm -hmm. it, but I started seeing on social media. And I think at one point I reached out to her. She started taking pole dance, uh, dancing lessons and she got so into it that she began competing and she began competing amateur. And then she actually got to the point where she began um, competing semi pro. Um, and she got to like, go to like Vegas and compete Mm -hmm. and like all these really cool things. And she also began teaching, uh, began teaching a couple classes a weekend. And she, I had asked her about it. I remember I reached out to her and then she also posted some stuff about it afterwards. She just said that, especially growing up a dancer and having danced her whole life, pole dancing Mm -hmm. was really cool and really liberating in the sense that she got to still do something with dance. Mm Mm-hmm and have it in her life but it was something new and different and it was a challenge Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. she got to find a different style of her you know side of herself and um push her artistry when she started competing and she would have to make up her own routines or have someone help her make them up and she just said it's a really cool liberating experience where she got to take everything she knew about dancing growing up and use that to her benefit to try something new and something that was just for her. So I think that um, in terms of pole dancing, in terms of like using it for trying something new, exercising, well, see, that's how all I, of that I is came to really it cool. Because, like, I mean, standard of just like new pole dancing is a thing. But I was um, at a, this workshop where like, one of the like teachers in the workshop, she was like, oh, I take pole dancing classes twice a week. Mm-hmm. And we all kind of gave her the side eye. She's like, I, she's like, I have a free, like a free class pass, mm-hmm. like a free open class. Come. Everybody in the workshop, she's like, I'm giving you all one for free. Just show up. So a couple of us were like, let's go. Honestly, it, it was just a fun time. Well, like it was not sensual or sexual. Yeah. It was literally just like a bunch of us like, they would literally would show us a simple move. We would all try it. And it's like the the camaraderie of like when someone succeeded and being strong enough to do it. Like the reason why I remember this, because like the next day, like my arms, my legs, I was That's what I've heard. I've heard that if you take a class. I was like, I was in the gym all day. Yeah. I've heard that if you take a class, like you'll never experience soreness like that ever. And that's that's what I've also heard. So I've never, I've been actually wanting to take a a class. I would say totally do it. I have class pass and I need to, the problem is just figuring out my schedule with it. Right. Always. But I have heard, I've had friends that have taken classes through class pass or what, whatnot. And they've said that like, even just going into like, he's like a beginner class. Like it is so fun. Like, because mm-hmm. it is literally like being a little kid on a jungle gym. Like you're yes. told to do these like really cool things and you're just trying to do them. And they said that it is the funnest workout they've ever done. Oh, absolutely. And then you literally feel like you've worked out for hours. And the that's, next day. and what I liked about is like a couple of the teachers at that school still go back. Like they, that became their regular exercise thing. Yeah. Um, in just what I like so much about the class is that like, even for us, the connotation of sex was not a part of it. Mm-hmm. And these were varying body types and very body sizes and strengths and things like that. But the instructors were, again, all, all very willing, all very game to like, 
try this or this is what it looks like you know mm-hmm. and also like the it was a guy and girl that taught the class shredded like in, insane bodies great athletes so it's just one of those it's one of those things of like i think it is a a fun productive way to work out that is something different because i know mm-hmm. i often struggle with when i don't have time oop i hit the mic when I don't have time to take a dance class, it's very hard for me to just go to the gym and yeah. run or well, weightlift. I was I'm used to exercising via class. Right. I was literally just saying this to you before we started recording. I actually, I like weightlifting. I've got, I'm not, I'm not good necessarily at it by any means. I think I'm at a point where I'm like pretty proficient and I know what the different exercises are and I know my limits and stuff and I'm pretty good at stuff. And I like it because weightlifting and strength training is so amazing for you as a dancer mm-hmm. cross training especially as we get a little older and we want to continue to like build up muscle oh god yes but what i was just saying to you before we even started was like i have a gym in my apartment building and i can easily just go like oh let me just go do like a 20 minute hit workout but even though the gym is literally on the same floor as my apartment there's so many days where i'm just like meh because i'd rather take a class for me it's like yes i'd rather take a yoga or pilates or dance class like oh, those I are like, my go-to i love a good spin class or a good I yeah good or a good I boxing like I, like to, I like so to when that things. and again we are we are uh, dancers and teachers and choreographers. So like we spend our days active. So I can only imagine for people that don't have this direct access to the arts wanting, or like I spend all day teaching like the spring always sucks for me. Cause I spend a lot of time doing advanced technique stuff. So when I spend all day doing jumps and turns, I don't want to go to a class and do jumps and turns. Yeah. I spend all morning doing jumps and turns, which is how I found my way back into spin class mm-hmm. because I was, it's like I would stretch all those muscles that I would need for like the relevant constant relevance for what days, yep. you know? So like it, all, all those muscles got to work out, but I was sitting down or mostly sitting down. Mm-hmm. So I, it I was comfortable with that. So I think, I think that's where the why comes from in these classes themselves, because I think they are indeed, they're fun and they're enjoyable. And especially cause like, mo- like in most dance studios have this where like, you know, towards the end of class when you're doing your combos, you can like cut the lights off. And like, I like that it created, like people got to feel special. Yeah. And I think we as adults, like we as teachers have to work very hard to make children feel special mm-hmm. in particular when they're having a rough day or it's a special day for them. And I think we as adults forget that sometimes that we also need that yeah. and like to feel special. And I don't know if I can say this for all dance horns, but in particular pole dancing, that you do you do feel special when there is that moment where everyone's watching you do a trick that you just learned. Yeah. And the trick could just be as simple as jumping up and sliding down the pole. Right. Like a fireman. But they're also like everyone's supportive and the camaraderie yes. is there. And I agree yes. with you. I think I think that any teacher would agree with us that um the biggest thing about teaching and that why it's so taxing on the the mind and the body is because we spend all day making kids feel safe and special and yes. wanted, but who's making us, fe- who's making us feel safe and special and wanted in say, I want to bring up just key, key in on safe. Cause I think that's also an important word Yeah. Um, when it comes to any type of dance, but I'll bring that up a little later too. But I, there are some people that, um, off the initial post being with children, but also with adults to say that pole dancing is not dancing. I have to strongly disagree. Well, I think so years ago, I may have been like, nope, that's not dancing. But researching it more and seeing what people have done with it. And now that it's kind of becoming a bigger thing, there are these competitions for it. I'm like, it is a lot of artistry. You have to think of how to move, how to make your movement that pole is now part of your movement. So how to use that pole as an extension of your body and of your movement, especially with, I see these competitions where they're judged on their artistry. And it's, it is an art form and it is a dance in that way. Music and costume. Yeah. If they're not taking any costume off or just like revealing anything, just like those routine, I, I never thought that it, I don't think I ever thought negatively about pole dancing. I just wanted, I just never actively thought of it as dancing. It I agree. Kind of like I agree. That, I like, never was like, existed, oh, this, but right. I never like, I never was like, this is terrible. I just never consider it like an art form. And to me, I always, when I ever have to challenge if something is dance, I immediately go, are they, I ask myself, are they athletes first? Mm. Because my favorite quote by Einstein if I'm remembering right, it says that dancers are the athletes of the gods. Yeah. And 
it's because I constantly go through this in my personal life where I'm always like, I'm showing up like zombie tired and people are like, mm-hmm. why? And it's like, because I spent all day dancing or teaching dance, like whichever ballpark I'm in for that day, it's still like, I'm still very physically active, like an athlete, mm-hmm. you know, and especially un- unlike a lot of professional athletes, most performers don't get to retire and sit behind a desk living off that cushy money. Most nope. of us end up teaching or continue to choreograph, yep. you know, most performers or choreographers that I know, those careers go until their deathbed, yeah. basically. So we have to keep our bodies in really good shape. And so pole dance, like so the men and women like that I have seen and know that do it, like are in really great shape. Um, a friend of ours actually over in the UK, she herself started, she's the mother of twins. And mm-hmm. that in itself are, is very difficult. But after she started, I want to say the kids were maybe like two when she started taking it. And I think it, I haven't talked to her about it, but I think the original thought was just like, I want to do something for me, fun and physical to like drop some of the baby weight. Yep. But also for me where I'm not mm-hmm. mommy all day because yeah. she's a stay at home mom. Um, and so watching her like over the last two years progress and just get better. And like the excitement when she posted it, you know, that like mm-hmm. that to me, I go, you can't. You cannot say that's not artistry well, and the and effect how, that it has on the body and the mind. How amazing would it feel to be able to be working hard just like in any dance class or anything you do in life, mm-hmm. out learning a new trick, learning a new skill, and then one day you're able to do it and master it? I mean, it is the same thing as being in a dance class and being told, like, we're going to learn how to turn or we're going to learn how to do this leap. And you exactly. spend so long trying to work on it. And I think something that's important to note about pole dancing is we said in the beginning, like, It's not about sex and it's not about sensuality, but I also do think that there is an opportunity within those classes to like let yourself feel a little more sensual because it's about you. And it's not about sex though, but it's about if you are there to kind of feel more like yourself, there's that opportunity to do that. Body pride. Yes. I think it's like, Cause you would be like the most, the biggest misconception I would say is that you would think that a pole dancing class is all, is uh, the students or people that have the perfect figure or perfect body. No. No. It's a lot of, it's a very, very body positive. Yeah. It's a lot of, like I said, when we took it, we were literally a bunch of dance teachers of different varying body sizes and ages taking this class, but everyone in there from the biggest body type to the smallest body type got to feel positive about their body. Yeah. Just dancing on a pole and looking at themselves in the mirror. So maybe to the, the I don't want to say that there's a sex component to it, but, but it's, I think that is going to make you, yeah, that's going to make you feel good it. about yourself. It's going to make you feel sensual or sexy, but it's not about going in there and being like, I'm doing this to get someone horny or anything. That's no. not what this is. I think if that, I think the option is there if you want to go that route, but I think, that's not First what it's intended for. Yeah, yeah. That's not the intended purpose. They are athletes. Uh, so yeah, I would, I would very easily call them dancers. Like the work, the time, effort, practice, money spent on classes, money spent on costumes, music, oh, editing, music choices. That sounds no differently than me on a normal day. No. So I would definitely have to put them under the concept of, of dancers. Yeah. Now let's get to the main event. The idea of children taking pole dancing classes. Now I, so the arguments that others have started, let me give that first. So the original post is posted to the Dance Teacher Network, which we've talked about numerous times here on the show. Um, And I'm sure this is not the first time that it showed up. The majority of, of teachers and studio owners and program directors were Mostly leaning towards no, but it was mostly just rage and not actual codifying of their rage or why. Yeah. Eloquently putting So why. we want to kind of break down reasons why we, both yes. Tony and I do not think that pole dancing should be for children, yeah. but we actually have thought through some reasons why. So we would like to yes. explore right. our opinions onto as why we see no, but without going like, this is bad and this is wrong. Yes, because first and foremost, I think we have to talk about the dance world. We are constantly under stigma, in particular mm-hmm. in this day and age where we have world of dance. So you think you can dance, Dancing with the Stars, probably 20 more dance shows that I don't know about because I don't watch TV like that. Like the, the world is always on dancers. 
and in particular our our young our young girls are constantly berated and told by society that their bodies aren't this their bodies aren't that and so we we as dance teachers and even as choreographers are constantly trying to create a safe space mm -hmm. for girls to understand their bodies in a positive, healthy light. Especially too, because we've kind of talked about this on other episodes, but this is a good time to quickly bring it up again. Recently, over the past maybe three to four years, maybe a little longer, I have noticed a trend with social media and with Instagram exploding and yeah. Snapchat and all of that, where girls are more apt to understand what quote unquote, a good body yeah, looks that's... like at a younger age. And they are also told that quote unquote, this is how you should eat to get this body. I had girls last year teaching in third grade who told me that, oh, I don't want to eat lunch today because I'm too fat. And that's yep. really upsetting, but it's because it's being, it's not just about it being on TV anymore. It's honestly more about the Instagram influencers it's everywhere. And yes. I have also noticed that there's been a bigger trend of like, when I, it's when I was in high school, I did not work out. I did not go to the gym. Uh, so I danced and I was in dance four to five days a week. And I was also performing in musicals. So was I actually exercising? Yes. But it wasn't about, um, oh, I need to build muscle. I need a six pack. I need, you know, I need X, Y, and Z. It wasn't about that. It was just, I love to dance. This is what I do. This is my training. And due to that, I was being able to keep physically fit. I feel like everyone I went to school with, they did some, something to keep them physically fit was they were either in some sort of sport, yep. cheerleading, um, dance shows, whatever it may be, you know, and, and by, I say some sort of sport, there's a plethora and so, so many, but I feel like there wasn't this thing like, Oh, you have a gym membership at 15 and you go to the gym and you're lifting the weights. Only two things like, no, Oh God, no. Like the, I remember the football players and the wrestlers would, they would, they had a weight room. We had a weight room in my school. But that makes sense. But and that's they would, part of their training yes. for their and sport. So literally it would be like, it would because my brother used to do it. my um, younger brother played football and basketball so he would go to weight yeah. training and my sister played basketball in high school so she would go to they were like well, we had I to just, go to early morning weight I training to like, like build up strength for what we're doing right but, but that it was, was never like my body needs to look a certain way that was part of that was part of like their almost like their practice and I did other stuff like I took karate when I was younger I did swimming lessons like I, I was a cheerleader in high school but theater consumed my I entire just childhood feel my parents like, went out of I just feel anymore. like <laughs> Everyone around me was involved in some sort of extracurricular in some way yes. that let them stay fit. It wasn't until college that I started going to the gym and Same. understanding what cross training was because we actually talked about it in college as a dance major. Same. But my point is, bringing it back to pole dancing, is there is right now in society with social media and this whole Instagram influencer, Lifestyle. you know, thing exactly lifestyle that there's a really big focus on looking a certain way having abs eating a certain way being on a specific diet and people ask questions about that and want to know all the time and i just think and that so we already have this this that, right like that's too much like i i'm with daniel i every spring when we start getting into you know bigger jumps and we're doing you know we're talking our you know really high tortillas full on you know full on jetes, um reverse switch leaps and like thinking like when we start getting into the bigger grandiose jumps i've literally got a I've been there where I got an email from my principal being like, I need you to come in earlier today before your afternoon classes. And I'm like, cool, what's going on? I want to show up. And he's like, some of the girls did not want to eat lunch today because they didn't want to be heavy when they had to jump later today. Yeah. What is going on? Basically, I ripped all of my and children listen, a new one. This is been, stuff <laughs> but, like that. Stuff like that has been going on forever. But I forever, just think that there so is a big. now. Right. That more people. So, but my So point, when this is an issue that I'm currently combating in ballet class, hip hop, and we're trying, and the point jazz, is like, like we're trying to create in dance that safe space to be like all this other noise yes. you're hearing from the outside from social media about how you should look and what you should be eating and how you should be exercising we're There's trying to create a safe space within the dance studio and then you add in pole dancing and i already like and then i'm the minute you add in pole dancing i'm already i'm already fighting an uphill battle 
and like pole dancing is just another major hit that I don't know if our girls can recover from. Right. And so the and other thing too is like, let's this. just, let's just pause for a minute and think when somebody says the word pole dancing, what is the first thing that comes to mind? Strippers. Nine times out of 10, it's going to be strippers. It's going to be, if you're a pole dancer, that means you're a stripper. And we, that is a stigma for sure in America. And I'm pretty sure for the whole Lots world. Of places. Lots of yeah, places. For almost the whole world. Predominantly so, here in America, we have a strong It's a strong issue stigma. And so we already have issues in America, like we just said, with the social media, with the diets and what you should look like. And then on top of that, you take a teenage girl who will be called a slut in any way, shape, or form that somebody can say it because they mm -hmm. want to hurt you. And then you're going to say, oh, well, let me put my kid in pole dancing because I want them to gain muscle. We already so, have a stigma in America about what pole dancing is. We already have an issue in America about how young girls should look. Yes. Putting them now in pole dancing is just opening the doors for them to go to school and want to talk about their accomplishments in pole dancing and be called a prostitute, a slut, easy. Like, and, and that's not what the pole dancing should be about. And this is why I go, I don't know if our girls can survive that because literally, uh, so a lot like said, I teach at, a, at several public schools or a couple magnet magnet schools around the city to where arts are infused in their normal days. So there are times where my girls will literally be in leotards trying to like go to the bathroom down the hallway or trying to do whatever if I don't have the ideal mm -hmm. space. And so I have always created, you have to wear a cover up if you're walking to the bathroom, mm -hmm. you can't just wear your leotard or, you know, uh, you can't do a spaghetti strap. Like us, you technically students can't wear spaghetti straps in public schools up here. They're supposed to be like yeah. strands or yeah, three, three finger fingers with yeah. or something like that, or like half an inch or a fourth of an inch or whatever. Like, but if we're in dance class, my girls, their thought is, can I land this double pirouette before the fuete? And I'm pouring sweat. I just want to be in a comfortable leotard. Or this is the leotard that was clean today that I'm wearing. Mm -hmm. You know, because I have to wear all black or whatever color. That's all that they're thinking about. They're not thinking, oh, this boy's oogling me in the hallway as I walk to the bathroom. So breaking that stigma and forcing, like creating that environment mm -hmm. where they're just focusing on the artwork, on the work itself, is already difficult. Mm -hmm. And so they're already catching flack for boys being ridiculous. And I also have no problem yelling at the boys. Right. We absolutely, and particularly in American society, but in society in general, need to reteach re our boys how they talk and address young women. Yep. Period. Yep. But until we get caught up there, we need to protect our girls. Mm -hmm. And so I spend a lot of time being like, I know you're sweating, you're covered in sweat and you just want to drink water from the water fountain four feet from you my door. You have to put a You have to cover on. up. Yeah. And I do the same thing of, I wear tank tops to school and teachers aren't supposed to, but I get away with it in my dance classroom. Yeah. And my, my boss knows this, but when I step into that hallway, I'm immediately having to put a windbreaker over me or some type of jacket with me. Like right. I constantly have to have a jacket with me when I teach dance class because I'm not always in that dance environment. And so I do that just the same, to teach my girls that same kind of thing. We all have to cover it. I do the same thing with my boys. Mm -hmm. I don't let my boys take dance class with their shirts off because I was like, our girls can't do that, so we can't do that. Right. You know, so you want to create that safe environment. And pole dancing has a lot of positive benefits, which is why we started this episode talking about the positive benefits. But when they're children, they're fighting enough. You're just, mm -hmm. you're opening up a door or you're opening up a can of worms that's just unnecessary mm -hmm. because it's one of those things of like, they say this to us all the time on the education side. If you have to ask if something's controversial, it is, it is. Yeah. There's just no, it answer, probably is. It is. It is. Don't it ask. Is. And so for to me go, Oh my, if, if a student comes to me and go, Oh, I'm taking pole dancing. My immediate thought is, why is that the class you signed up for when there are so many other things you can take? Mm -hmm. But I know the other teachers around me or the other students around me, guy or girl, are immediately going to jump to, she's a slut. Mm -hmm. You just want to be a stripper. You want to be like mm -hmm. this. You, wanna, it, you layer on all these other things that other people are not prepared for. So now your child is fighting all of these other social norms on top of the normal mm -hmm. high school stuff. And they don't know how to handle that. And it's no. not, it's not, it's not fair. fair. It's not and fair. And I understand maybe you know there's there's someone out there who's like but this looks really fun and could be really cool and you're right it is but my suggestion would be like wait, wait till you're 18. wait yeah just wait just wait till you're wait, 18. wait till you're 18 and you have a better understanding of the world around you and you have better mental defenses and you to deal also with the world and you. you also have better appreciation for a pole dancing class is not about 
being sexy. Yes. It can be. It can make you feel sexy and feel better about yourself, but that's not the point of yes. a pole dancing class. And also, the, like, the other, like, all the positive things that we said someone on the initial posts with the younger mm-hmm. classes was like, well, you know, it didn't, ori- pole dancing didn't originally start to be sexual. It was only, you know, in the latter years that, of its creation that it became sexual. Yes, totally agree with you. You're not wrong. They're like, it builds a really strong core, you know, great physique, blah, blah, blah. blah. All those things mm-hmm. a child can achieve by doing multiple things. Right. So Tony and I were talking about this before we started airing. And I just think that we have seen, um, Like, I've seen people, I've seen kids take aerial classes. Well, yeah, because we... And accomplish the same body positivity type things, but it it makes sense for a child. So, I I mean, here's the thing. My personal opinion of somebody, because we have seen people respond to posts being like, oh, but it can build a really strong core and it builds a lot of muscle up and all these things. So, my teacher side of me who deals with kids on a daily basis is mm-hmm. like, why is that a priority for your child? <laughs> yeah, if they are, if all. they are physically active to begin with, great. Why is it a priority for you to have your 10 year old have abs? I question that. I'm not a parent, okay. but I do question that as a, as a, as a thought. But then the thing is, yes, if that is what you're trying to argue, you're right. It, it can give you abs and core strength and muscle memory and all these amazing things. Way. But as a child, there are so many other things that it, can also accomplish those things in a healthier way, not only for a healthier mindset, because they're too young to grasp not to grasp pushing past the stigma of pole dancing, but it also, there's so many healthier ways in terms of their body developing and being able to use the appropriate muscles for what these athletes do. And that's where my teacher side kicks in. Well, like literally I'm with Daniel, my teacher side kicks in and go, why, why do you want your 12 year old child to be ripped and shredded with abs? Because I mean, yes, we want everyone to look good and life is a little easier when you look a little better, but I'm also just like, they're 12. But then on the, the, the reverse side of that, like all the well, healthy also, body I mean, positive yeah, That's things, also just like a I mean, whole slew of like posi- well, body positive negativity and like causing oh yes. an eating disorder opening oh a door. Yes. But, um, and I feel like we need to do a part two on that too. A couple mm-hmm. of things have happened. But um, there's, it, there are just better ways to go about it. Like I'm not even a fan of children taking aerial and soap classes at a young age. It happens. I'm not the authority on it, but it all, it makes me uncomfortable with just also the amount of, with the way their bodies developed and grow. So I'm barely comfortable with that. So a child taking pole dances, absolutely their body is not developed strong enough or, or their body is in development. So they're not quite ready for that type of exercise and workout. So I'm barely want to push them towards aerials, but you want to go towards a strip, not I shouldn't say strip of pole, but a pole. Yeah. I would much rather they take silk classes and aerial classes because that there's a easier understanding for society and for them to have to deal with Yes. versus trying to explain in their sixth grade class why they're taking pole dancing in particular. Because I think elementary school, I'm just going to assume no one's doing it in elementary school just for my own sanity. Mm -hmm. But in middle school, that's also where puberty hits. Mm -hmm. And I I teach in middle schools. They're already dealing with so much as is. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't tell you how awkward it is for a girl to have, you know, her first menstruation in the middle of a dance class or in dance class or dealing with cramps while Mm -hmm. they're learning how to dance. Like, it it is a minefield of tears, dodging emotions, trying to be helpful. I don't want to add in pole dancing to that. Like, I just don't like, that's one of the things of like, it's so hard to keep that safe environment. Pole dancing would just shatter that. The minute a girl stands up in front of the class, Mm -hmm. say, I take pole dancing and someone across the classroom yells slut. Yeah. That safe environment is gone. And you're just having to do a lot of work to rebuild that up. It's to me, it's not worth it. And the parental, again, I do not have kids. I have nieces, I have a niece and a nephew, but the parental side of me goes, we're not protecting them by, we're not protecting them by putting them in this mm-hmm. class. Yeah. Now, if my child can't, and that, and this is where I also go, I have a slight thing of, I think we do sexualize children too much mm-hmm. because guarantee a child's not going to ask to take a pole dancing class if they have not been told about it. 
No, because also think about where, it, where, they, where are they hearing about this I was going to say, where are they being you know? exposed to it? Because on an everyday basis, you're not, it's not like you're walking, even walking down the street of New York City and there's a class happening with like in front of all big windows. Regular dance classes barely happen like that. Right. So, studios and companies are very particular about what classes are on the street right, level. So they're view. not, they're not going to, um, do that and they're not the competitions aren't televised so where are they being exposed to what pole dancing is and i would have to ask that question if my 10 year old boy or girl can i blah 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 is taking a pole dancing class or i want to take a pole dancing class my first response where did you hear about that from right you know and even like currently the movie hustlers just came out um Mm -hmm. with jennifer lopez and constance Wu. really great movie you should go see it even the, they're they're not advertising the pole dancing, even though it's a part of the it's an avid part of the movie. But even that in of itself, a child is not going to ask about that no. movie. All of the posters for that movie were just the females' faces. Yes, that's it. Well, female director, so it wasn't we're, yeah. weren't playing up sex, but another conversation for another time. But that like that all it was just that's all it was, and I think that like yeah, like that's the thing. It's like there's just. I don't know where they would be exposed to it. There's so yes. much stigma already surrounding it. And to be to be mature enough to be able to push past that and say it has nothing to do with that, you're asking a lot and you're putting a lot of faith in a teenager that they, uh, why put them through that when they can do other things? And if my child or someone came up to me and said, I heard about pole dancing, I heard it's super fun, I really wanna go, I would say, why don't we try silks right. or why don't we try aerials? Because that would be a really good transition then as they get older into pole. But I would be like, right now you don't have the muscle capacity or the maturity the to take capacity. these classes, the because mental capacity. I, I, so this... let's try something similar. And if you like it and you continue with mm-hmm. it, then one day you can try pole. And you know, this to me, I think is a major point that I don't think we've really talked about on the podcast before, but it's something that like, I credit my, my, my dad in particular, but my parents for it in general, when I was younger of the conversation of, if it's not fun, don't do it. Yeah. Or, you know, do you want it? Or if you really want it, or what does it mean to really want Mm -hmm. it? And I say this in regards to being a performer and being in the arts, because like I said, I'm from a family of athletes. Again, Mm -hmm. I, all my family are teachers and coaches and preachers, like legitimately. Um, even like right now, out of my immediate family of five, my mom is the only one. My mom is the only one who has not coached a basketball team. Even I have coached on a summer league because they had a coach fell out, and I've just been around the game so long. Mm-hmm. So I'm from a family of athletes. My you know siblings played on the collegiate level. Who knows? I might end a professional down the line. But my parents always made it that point to ask me of being like, "Do you really want this?" Mm-hmm. Like on my bad days of going to auditions and not booking on hurting myself, you know, and still having to go to rehearsal on dance classes and things like that, you know, on my miserable days, you know, and even on my really great days, my parent, my dad, I just remember the conversations with my dad, but I'm sure my mom was a part of it too. They would ask, do you really want this? Do you want, you know, do you want to be in an industry that is very shallow? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be in an industry that is very surface level? You know, do you want to be in an industry where you do have to live in a really super expensive city? You know, I constantly mm-hmm. ask myself that now. My family's from Georgia, you know, like I don't get to see them as often as I would love to, you know? Mm-hmm. When friends in the city are like, my par- I'm going to my parents' house this weekend because I haven't seen them in like two weeks. I'm like, yeah, it's like always three or four months or sometimes six yeah. months before I get to see my family how I want to see them, you know? I'm willing to sacrifice that for what I want. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to ask your children this. Mm-hmm. And when in particular, the the mental game you have to play, I think that's what you have to ask your children if they want it. And if mm-hmm. they say they do, preparing them for that. You know, I, I will often say to my 18-year-old girls that get ready to do hip-hop auditions, I say a lot of times, like, are you prepared to dance in a leotard, dance hip hop in a leotard, Mm -hmm. you know, or, or if they're not completely aware, I'll say, or if they're not quite, you know, I was like, are you prepared to dance hip hop in your bathing suit? Mm -hmm. Because the word bathing suit translates a little better to them than leotard. And they see, they hear me say that and they go, ah, they start feeling things about it. And I go, look at the current hip hop market. 
Yeah. That's the majority. That's Not to say that's gonna, all of it. But I that's what, in costume, they're going to expect you to wear. And I, I agree. I think that if a teenager were to come to a parent and say, I want to try pole dancing, I would sit them down and I would talk about it. I'd be like, listen. Where's your mind I at? don't. Right. Yeah. Where's like, your mind Tell me what you're there. thinking and let's talk about it because, and I would bring up. While I think that there's these really amazing benefits to pole dancing, and I myself, that though, right? That's what I'm saying. The child's not thinking the And I want to, and I want to try a class myself. Remind them that, unfortunately, like I'm not trying to scare you, but there is this stigma. And as a teenager, you are absolutely going to have to be prepared to deal with comments unless you never tell anyone ever that you're doing it. And in the world of social media, right. that's never going to happen. The uh, uh, something uh, another campaign from my child or another quote from my childhood. The internet is forever. Yep. Stop. Th- stop thinking. And this is for students, teachers, choreographers, everyone. In particular, in our dance industry, where literally all my Instagram is dance. Yeah. And I don't even bother with Snapchat anymore, just because it's all dance on Instagram. It's enough for me. You know, even where you can sync Instagram to YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those things that would like. It's forever. So every video that you take, or you never know who's recording, you never know who's listening, you never know who's watching, you never know, you know, good and bad. So again, I think if if the conversation is, I want to take pole dancing, that's a conversation you need to have with your child and be like, why? Mm -hmm. Because I I guarantee at that age, it's probably coming from a sexual nature. Yeah. And then reminding them that pole dancing is not about sex yeah. and having them understand that that's not what it's about. And that's not what's going to be taught in classes. Um, and I just think that, yeah, I mean, back to the original post of would you offer pole classes to young children? I think that as the adult, you really need to think about, um, to sit there and say, well, I want my child to build a strong core to be able to do all these tricks. Like, Sure, great, fine, but why? Why does it have to be? Why does it have to be pole dancing? Um, And just making sure that you put the child first. So obviously, we talked about there are so many amazing things about it. It's just not for a kid. It's just not. At the end of the day, I think it's it's a really awesome thing. It's just not for a child. It's not for a kid because it's the same kind of way. You know, when I think of heels classes. Like uh, dancing yeah, yeah, in yeah. heels, and like in the music theater world, that's such a normal thing. But you're not doing the specific type of hip hop dances right. that happen in a heels class, and so it always it it always scares me when they want to do heels classes for younger kids as well. And I'm just like, physically, their ankles aren't strong enough for that. And at the end know? of the day, too, like, there's no there's no point there's no point because. Dancing in character shoes for a musical is not the same as taking a heels class, like you just Mm -hmm. said. And why do you need a 13-year-old to take a heels class? And I think, like, that's just what we have to remember. And and that, that to me, goes back into the... Well, this comes to me in the business side of things, of who is your target audience for taking this class or performing to? Yeah. A 13-year-old, you know, taking a, a pole dancing class... Who, who is that for? And it who, ain't for the 13-year-old. And, and, right. It's not for the 13-year-old. And then you have to think about, like, are they having a performance? Are you inviting even all parents to come in and watch a class one day? Because then I don't feel comfortable with someone's dad, who I'm sure is very lovely, watching my daughter up on a pole. I, literally, that I go through this at, nor- at non-pole dancing comp- I just normal competitions. I'm sure we've talked about this on both our competition episodes. <laughs> feel like we might need to do it seasonally just because of how often it happens. As a male judge or choreographer mm-hmm. or coach, at it, I've been there where there are routines and numbers that make me uncomfortable with yeah. how revealing the costumes are, how tight the costumes are, certain choreography, mm-hmm. certain moves. I'm literally being like, oh my God, this is you're you're six why are you gyrating that way and i just what is what do we gain from that and so to to incorporate pole dancing into those type of environments it's already making people comfortable and at the end of the day like just it crosses a lot before before asking again like we said if you have to ask it's probably the a no. Yes. The answer yes. If it's controversial, the, the answer is yes. yes. Or if you have to ask for permission, the answer is probably no. That's true. And I just think we're putting the children first. Their pole dancing is awesome. Nobody is sitting there saying, this is terrible. No one should do it. Oh, no. All that's being I said is. I recommend it for is, all adults. Right. All that's being said is for children. Here are the reasons why not. And I do push for those who respond to the posts on DNC Teacher Network to 
say their reasoning why to not respond yes. with rage, not respond with you're disgusting, how dare you, anything like that to actually say your reasons why. To break, to help it's, break the stigma, right. I say. It's, you, it's unhealthy, <laughs> it's, you know, you're gonna promote a stigma, we're not able to push past. Whatever your reasoning may be, I, I push you to say your reasoning for mm-hmm, those who certain. aren't understanding of why it could be a problem, for them to start to understand it that, um, it's not meant for children and not everything is meant for children and that's okay. Yes, I think that does go back to that, that not everything is meant for children. And also just, I think you do have to put your children first. And I I would even go so far as to say any studio, studio that is promoting pole dancing classes to children, I, I strongly wonder your business plan and your mm-hmm. character. Because you're also definitely, unfortunately, like you probably in the, in the means of doing this, you will probably lose business for those parents who take, whose children take quote unquote regular dance classes and don't feel comfortable with you advertising this. You will end up losing business and you have to think about your business and what, what kind of space you're creating for children and families. Um, I just, I, and it's all, and cause it's again, just having worked in the educational world and I go through this all the time, currently battling this with my, uh, senior hip hop class right now where they really want to do a number that's very, very overtly sexual. Mm -hmm. And I go, no. And then they're like, but it's, it's the hip hop industry. And then I go fine, but here are the confines of the choreography. Mm. You go beyond that. I'm shutting you down. It's also hard too because they, like I give them a very short leash right. and they are up against that leash very tightly, but they know the bubble that they can play in. Right. And, and again, it's just, it's cause it's about protecting them at the end of the day, you right. know? And like, and a kid is like, what I'm thinking is like a kid's not going to know that like, they might have a ton of fun doing pole dancing and they might think, no, 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 I can do it. It's okay. It's okay. Like it's, it's cool to be sexy and it's cool to feel the way. And they're going to feel that way until somebody calls them a whore mm-hmm. until somebody tries to physically do something that's illegal and inappropriate because, or, the, and, and let me be clear. I'm not, picture or a video I'm not that trying, was innocent, right. And turn it sexual and it gets turned sexual. And then we're in a whole nother compromise situation right. where again, the people that did that should definitely be right. In trouble, I, let me, but let, we, again, we still have to protect them. Let me be clear. I am in no way, shape or say shape or form saying that because a girl or boy, but let's, it's going to be mostly female for predominantly female is taking pole dancing if they are younger and if they say it and somebody takes it as an invitation to harm another human being, whether that be with photos or videos or physical, mm-hmm. I am no way shape or form saying that it is that female or male's fault who's, who's doing pole dancing. My thing is if it comes down to children, we as the adult should be protect, like you just yes. said, should be projecting, protecting the child. So none of that ever needs to even come of fruition. And that's, and that is my general response to most things. A lot of times when I see posts in particular that are risque or very questionable, I don't jump down the child's throat. No. Because the child is the child. My response is, where are their parents? Right. Where's their guardian? Who is the person that allowed this video to go up right. in the first place? Which again, it's very hard to control. That's the thing about, I think that's my thing about it. It's very hard to control what is recorded and what photos are taking in general. So why put yourself in that situation from jump? Right. And that to me is a complication that I have with a child being in pole dancing classes is because we already like, I remember me and Danielle worked at a, um, summer camp before where literally during one of the dance pieces, excuse me, of the more advanced kids who typically study dance constantly, the boys would typically dance uh, shirtless or in mm-hmm. a button-down shirt that's open, and the girls would want to just dance in a sports bra. Which, in college, I'm not going to lie, that was the norm. I yep, went to college same. in Florida. It would be stupid hot in the studio, and, like, we had massive well, windows. And it was just, so us dancing in minimum clothing right. was normal, but we were also all it, in college. It's also just, so, like, that's, like, the, like, cool contemporary thing to yes. do. But, again, it's in college. And so, and these were all high school kids. So we, I remember that argument where, like, 
I remember the, our bosses being like, they cannot dance in their sports bras. Mm -hmm. And we all being like, we all agree. We keep yelling the same thing. They're just not listening to us. And I remember the threat of canceling the advanced programs performance one time because they were all, they all kept, mm -hmm. the rumor was that they were all going to do it. Yeah. And so literally like the, the higher up stepped in and were like, yeah, we will cancel your piece. We will pull you off stage mm -hmm. mid performance if it happens. Mm -hmm. And so it was, and I feel like that conversation happens almost every year at this particular camp because it's, again, it's the cool modern thing to do. But our, our program director, I just remember her saying, she goes, it's not about the kids on it. She's like, it's not about them doing that performance. She's about, it's about the kids sitting in the audience yep. who are being little pervs. Yeah. She's like, we're trying to stop them from being pervs as is and work and making them better. Doing that doesn't help our situation. Yeah. And it doesn't help later, you know, like, and I've just, I've been there. I've been on the end of the name calling, you know, the, the shame and all the unnecessary things that happen from a being in a basic tights and leotards. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure we've discussed in the episode before the amount of fathers that get mad at me when I tell them that tights go underneath the leotard. Right. Like I've, I've had grown men try to fight me over their daughters right. thinking that I'm implying something when I'm like, no, that's literally just industry standard. Right. And you literally want to put them in short shorts, a crop top and a pole. That's your, yeah. Stop inviting headache. This world, this industry is hard enough. Right. Don't, don't There's push it no on a 12 year old. You're not, don't you're not pushing the boundaries or creating something spectacular. This industry already exists. Pole dancing already exists. Yep. There are plenty of adults out there who do it. Mm -hmm. Let them have that. Yeah. And let it go. Let yeah. the kids go. So that being said, let's move along to our tip of the week. And so this section is purely about our suggestions for working in this crazy industry, mm -hmm. staying mentally and physically healthy for it. Just a general tip to kind of help you along through your week. Um, my tip of the week would have to be staying healthy is very hard. Don't beat yourself up when you get out of practice mm -hmm. because I'm fine. This week is my first week of my full teaching schedule. And I'm kind of happy that I don't have any choreography gigs right now mm -hmm. because, and I know that sounds crazy, but like last, last week I had, I was in a, I, I had a, um, I was dancing, but the city was going through like a hot and cold almost every couple of hours. Mm -hmm. The weather was different. So I had a massive sinus headache and I was still going to rehearsals at night. And so I was basically sleeping all day, waking up, going to rehearsals. That was miserable. But luckily I was not on my full teaching schedule. And so in the process of trying to recover from this season, you know, this uh, allergy headache and performing, I have not gone to the gym. Mm -hmm. My eating, my bad eating habits are back. Like they always flare up when I get off my gym schedule or off my workout schedule. Um, Cause it's not always the gym, but they all, whenever I get sick or get out of sync, all of my positive things very quickly go out of the window for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's very hard getting back on that horse and I'm slowly getting there again, but I'm like really grumpy with myself about it. And I just realized you, you just can't be, everybody gets off. Life happens. You know, we all fall off the gym wagon. We all fall off the class wagon, you mm -hmm. know, and life happens, you know, like I know there will be another big shift for me when we hit winter, like right now we're in fall. Yeah. When we start hitting, you know, 30 and 20 degree weather. Yeah. I know it'll affect my body too. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of, a, I'm trying to think of a tip. I mean, I'm, I've kind of been in the same boat where I'm doing better, but I'm just tired a lot right now still. And so working out consistently isn't as great as it was, you know, even a couple of weeks ago, I feel like we're starting to get into like the, 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 the middle chunk of the first semester and things are happening. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's almost November. Yeah. The fall semester, as much as I like going to school later, it goes by so quickly the fall and there's semester so, so short. much to do, but it's I just, and I think, so I yeah. think like be easy on yourself. I'm, I'm trying to remind myself of that every day. Like just be easy on myself and listen to my body. If I'm tired, resting is okay. Yes. Um, we do enough physical activity during the day. If I'm, you know, burning 600 calories on my Apple watch, just dance, just teaching dance, we're doing pretty good. 
Um, we live in New York. Sometimes I can burn that just walking around right. the city. And I also think my other thing too is um, for teachers out there, um, you're doing well. I think like I've been through kind of trying to refine my voice as a teacher working in a new school and a new program mm -hmm. during the first couple weeks of fall. Um, you know, because especially when we start later in the year, starting to really now find the groove and remember like you're, you're doing really well and um, the kids are learning and they're growing. And I feel like I definitely sometimes forget that. And I'm, mm -hmm. I sit there and I'm like, I have no idea if they even know what I'm teaching. But then when they show me that they, they know the warm up and they know the dance steps and they remember names of steps and what things mean that like we are out there doing a good job, even when we're tired. And I would say, I'll give you, I'll give you two, two other positive things kind of on that note too. So the one is I learned this from um, an older teaching artist that I've worked with for a couple of years now, and I'm happy to share two schools with her this year. She said, um, the schools might change, the companies might change, the kids might change, the adults might change, but we don't change. We're still mm -hmm. us going into all these different venues and some will fit like gloves and some will fit like elephants, which doesn't make sense because it won't make sense. <laughs> so be kind to yourself in all those situations. Yeah. And also cherish your kids. I like I said, after this, this week was my first week having, after having a couple weeks off because of the schedule here in New York. And I was running through a dance with um, my uh, juniors actually. And I got the counts wrong. I thought we were supposed to do something for eight counts and it was really four. And then something else that was supposed to be four counts, I thought it was eight. I just kept mixing it up. And literally my kids were like, can you sit down? You're messing us up. We know what it is. And I'm like, how? I haven't seen you guys in like two weeks. We know the dance. Just sit down and let us dance now. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And they did pause. So like, trust yourself, trust your students. Mm -hmm. You'll be fine. Well, that's it for us. The curtain has closed on this episode, but we hope that you will join us next week. And every week after that. Episodes come out every Thursday. You can find us on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. We are Point PYT on all platforms. I'm your co-host, Tony Williams II. And I'm your co-host, Danielle Colangelo. See you next week on Point Your Toes, the adventures of the NYC dance teacher.